Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, reacting to some Toronto Raptors news. Uh, first ever solo pod with the camera, so we'll see how this goes, trying to do this in one take, so hopefully it all runs through smoothly, but we have some really exciting news. The Toronto Raptors have been linked to James Harden, seemingly for the past week now, when ever since he's requested a trade, and... A lot of Raptors fans, a lot of people were pretty skeptical on whether this deal could potentially happen, but as we figured out with the Kawhi Leonard trade, and when things don't really seem possible, it seems like they can all come to fruition, and the first people that seem to find out, even before the insider reporters, even before everyone else, it seems to be the people in Vegas making the betting odds, and Riker and I made a video last or a few days ago now uh, regarding the Toronto Raptors being top three in betting, betting odds to land Harden, and now the reports are flowing in that making uh, it's making this look a little bit more realistic. We'll, we'll talk about the, the Bleacher Report first, noting that the Toronto Raptors, along with the Boston Celtics, are now frontrunners in landing James Harden. So in those two packages, the Toronto Raptors deal would surround Pascal Siakam and more, according to Bleacher Report, and the deal the Celtics are offering revolves around Jalen Brown and more. And obviously we had a heated debate on whether the on debating those two players in our previous video. Obviously, I just summarized that. I don't see how any people can predict Jalen Brown to be better after looking at their body of their careers, but that's just me. But this isn't going to be a little another rehashing of that debate. We're talking about could this deal potentially happen for this Toronto Raptors team, and should they really go through with it? Because Pascal Siakam obviously had a really poor bubble playoff performance, and even bubble, bubble performance overall. So he his value is pretty low right now and obviously when you're trading for a top guy in James Harden you're going to have to give up those superstar or those star level assets and you know the Toronto Raptors would obviously have to add in more to this deal so it's not just a one for one for James Harden and Riker wanted me to mention this right off the bat that he was not a fan of this deal. He doesn't think that the culture-wise, fit-wise, it would be the best move for the Toronto Raptors, even though I think everyone would agree James Harden is the better player when compared to Pascal Siakam. And I sort of, I'm not as surefire on thinking this is not the right move for the Raptors. And as much as I love Siakam, as much as it would be tough to see him leave, when you have an opportunity, and we saw this the year we won the championship, to gain one of those top five, top seven players in the league, they don't come around, they're not available very often. When they do, they usually end up signing somewhere in free agency, and obviously we had all of our chips pushed into the table on Giannis Antetokounmpo, and, or well, I guess the 2021 offseason, the Raptors Digest really wanted Giannis to come, and he ended up signing that Supermax with the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, which obviously was a great signing for them, but We'll, we'll see how it uh, it uh, <laughs> turns out in the next couple of years if they're not winning championships. Obviously, I'm messing up the intro again because is it a really a Raptors Digest video if I don't mess up the intro showing? But when those guys are available, you, you got to snatch them up when you have the opportunity. And the only real debate for the Raptors not doing this is if we think Pascal Siakam can turn into that level of player. And even though we'd have to give up other assets on top of him, you always trade... You know, your 50 cent pieces, your 75 cent pieces for a dollar. If they all add up, all aggregate. So it's James Harden is definitely on a tier above Pascal Siakam. And I'm a guy that believes Pascal Siakam could potentially be one of those top 10 players. We were sort of thinking that Siakam could be that level of guy at the end of last season or end of uh, pre-bubble last season. So it's a uh, Siakam certainly is in for a bounce back year, whether it's with the Raptors or the Rockets, but I think with this move that the Masai Ujiri would sort of be potentially doing this is 
With Pascal Siakam, I think you have a, a steadier floor, right? You're not going to fall below any certain area. It couldn't. I don't see things really going wrong for the Toronto Raptors if we keep Pascal Siakam. And things could really go right if he ends up being that sort of guy we can trust to drive the lane, finish around the rim, knock down threes, and all those sorts of stuff. Maybe not at the level of a Giannis, Harden, or any of these guys, but you know, a top, a debatable top 10 level talent paired with a lot of the guys we have around, I think this Toronto Raptors team will be fine. But the thing about James Harden is he's a ceiling raiser. Obviously, he hasn't won a championship at all or anything like that. Obviously, Siakam's actually the NBA champion. But James Harden has been arguably a top three scorer of all time. At least top five, top six, six scorer when you look at just his array of moves, array of skills, and the point-per-game averages he's been putting up for those Houston Rockets teams. And I think his play gets sort of... He gets trashed on a lot by the media for his playoff performances. And certainly, he's been... He's had some duds, uh, losing to Kawhi's Spurs team in 2017, I believe it was, 2017-2016, and uh, that Game 6 where he really dropped a dud. He was phenomenal the rest of that series, so that that's something interesting. The other couple years when he had Chris Paul on this team, he was going up against the Golden State Warriors, and really, the only team that ever beat them was us, the Toronto Raptors, and... That was without Kevin Durant. The James Harden took that team to seven. Obviously, in a couple of the closeout games, couldn't get it done. But still, he's he's been impressive in the playoffs. So I don't think there's some fall off there. He's a guy that I think with the right sort of system, the right players around him, all that sort of stuff, a, a team that will hold him accountable because there's a lot of things coming out that the Houston Rockets sort of just let James Harden do whatever he wanted to do and see what happened, right? I think him in a Toronto Raptors system could really elevate the ceiling of this team. He could really be that top five superstar we need to win a championship, which we needed in 2019. And, you know, we have the pieces around him to really make things work. And the point I see brought up a lot, and Riker, I was on a little phone call with him right before. He wasn't able to do the pod tonight, but he mentioned how our front court would be completely depleted if we were to sort of trade for Pascal, uh, if trade Pascal Siakam and other pieces for James Harden, clearly James Harden's a small forward or shooting guard, Max a small forward, and usually played point guard for a couple of years at the Houston Rockets, and that's definitely fair. But you can sort of build in around that. We can make other subtle moves, or we can actually acquire someone from the Houston Rockets to sort of fill that role. And one of the trades I've seen thrown out there a lot on Twitter, Reddit, and I believe Sportsnet put up a specific trade scenario of this. And if we sort of tra- if we trade a Pascal Siakam, Norman Powell. And they mentioned uh, Terrence Davis and maybe Stanley Johnson or someone like one of the deep bench guys for James Harden. And the Houston Rockets also include P.J. Tucker. You look at that lineup and that's something that really could be good for this Toronto Raptors team. Because that would give us a starting lineup of Lowry, Fred, Harden. Obviously a bit smaller, but Lowry and Fred have shown they're capable of guarding the one and two positions. There's no real worries on the defensive end for the two of those guys. And James Harden, even though he might be undersized for a small forward, he's big. He is a big guy. We'd probably have the thickest three guys, three-man backcourt, or I guess the small forwards in the frontcourt, but three-man rotation in terms of those three guys in the league with Lowry, Fred, and Harden. So they'd really be able to hold their own. James Harden's defense is has been noted as a bit sus especially off the ball in the past years but it's really he's really gotten rid of that reputation even the reputation has stayed he's been a solid defender especially in the post for the Houston Rockets the past few years 
he he has those mental lapses off the ball, just ball watching people backdoor cutting him. And but when people try to post him up or try to go around him, he does a really solid job at staying in front of them. And if we had so obviously, I think Aaron Baines would be the starting center still for this Toronto Raptors team. But and then OG would be moved to the four, which is a little bit bigger than. He usually plays, but OG's a big guy, Bane's a big guy, and then having P.J. Tucker come off the bench, we were talking about this whole sort of season, and probably the reason that the Toronto Raptors let Ibaka go is we don't have that much reliance on bigs anymore, and we saw that in the playoffs. The Toronto Raptors were closing the most important games of their season with OG Ananobi at center. That's how we really played it, and P.J. Tucker's a guy that's honestly bigger than OG and OG's a really big big guy so if we can have those two guys sort of in our front court being able to s- shut down those small ball centers that a lot of teams usually play I think Baines would have to be a, a essential if he played against Embiid or someone but against any other team I think OG and PJ Tucker being able to space the floor mobile switch everything get rebounds all those sorts of stuff that would be a nasty front court to sort of rock with there and I don't know. So there's a lot of positives to look at. And of course, you're you're having James Harden on that team, which takes you to another level scoring-wise than Pascal Siakam potentially could. We've even seen in preseason where Pascal does certainly look better. He definitely looks a bit more comfortable and stuff. And especially in the Miami Heat game, they were loading up on him. But James Harden just doesn't get stopped. That's the thing. He, he can really... He, his three-pointer is so reliable. Step back is so essential. And... The thing is, when you sort of clamp the paint and have all the help defense in there on Harden, he's the guy that's averaged 10-plus assists in the past of his career, or close to it, and he's a really good passer off the drive and stuff, and that's the one area where he's light years ahead of Siakam in terms of the offensive end. And if Siakam really wants to get that top 10 player level, get to that point where we, we can look at him as a top 10 guy, he has to be able to take those walls that we sort of threw on Giannis and teams have been throwing on him now and make those skip passes, get the ball to other people where Harden is already at that level. He's a better shooter. He's a better driver. He's a bit smaller, but seemingly better at everything on the offensive end than Siakam. And I don't know. I think a lineup of Fred, as I mentioned, Lowry, Fred, OG and PJ Tucker in your front court, and then James Harden at the small forward could be Arguably the best offensive lineup, certainly in the modern day basketball, maybe of all time. Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself there. But in terms of how the game is played today, having stretch bigs that are mobile and stuff, I'm sort of reiterating this, but I think that could be really exciting. So I guess the point being is, would the should the Toronto Raptors do this if this deal is on the table? Like, it would hurt me to do it, and there's certainly a risk that James Harden is coming in out of shape. I think those pictures were a bit, just a bad angle. He's wearing a bunch of shirts and stuff, and the stuff where he uh, he came out saying, or James Harden looked like he was a bit overweight coming into the, the season. That that could be a little bit of an issue, but he looked fine playing-wise, mobility and stuff. I think shape-wise, he'll be good. Uh, culture-wise, would he not want to be here and stuff? I think Kawhi Leonard was more of a guy we should have been worried about whether he wanted to play or not and he obviously came in played and James Harden has two years left on this deal he's not going to sacrifice two years worth of 40 30 plus million average money he's making currently on his contract to sort of sit out and protest against a team that really didn't do anything negative to him he wants to play for a championship contender I think the Toronto Raptors would at worst be a a bottom tier championship contender I think we'd be top tier I think this would really put us into the into contention but 
I think he'd want to play with this team, see what happens. I don't think there's any risk factors there. And I guess the final thing that could really hurt this Toronto Raptors team, why it's a lot of a risk, is would the chemistry work? Would James Harden want to come in and be that DeMar DeRozan-esque ISO player, wants to play that D'Antoni offense and not be involved in a Nick Nurse system that's more free-flowing and stuff? And while the Raptors are known to be a free-flowing, ball-moving offense— Nick Nurse has made it known that when the game counts, when it matters, you got to get the ball in your hands the best player. You don't want to be swinging the ball and risk a turnover and a quick point the other basket. So I think James Harden would get the ball when it matters. And obviously we saw with Kawhi, who's traditionally an ISO player, really didn't develop his passing game until he went to the Clippers. So I, I think James Harden would be fine with the ball in his hands and playing in this Toronto Raptors team. And Nick Nurse is a good enough coach to sort of adjust to wherever people are going. So... I think things would be fine if this deal were to happen, and I don't know, it would switch things up. It would switch things up. We're going into the season sort of hoping Pascal Siakam bounces back, going in with the same sort of roster. I don't know if people really expect the the high championship expectations for this team right now, so we'll see if uh, we'll see what happens, because there's definitely a chance this deal doesn't go through, but... And I'm excited for this team right now, but adding James Harden and a top 5, top 7, top 8 player... It really just gets you gets you amped. It gets you excited. It, it switches the flavor up. I don't know. It's a it's a point to it's sort of a redundant point because it's not really basketball wise, but it could sort of rejuvenate the Toronto Raptors after a tough sort of bubble, getting knocked out earlier than you'd sort of expect, sort of like. And I think this opens up minutes for guys like Matt Thomas and Malachi Flynn, a deal where you're sending Norman Powell and Terrence Davis out as well, because I think there's a log jam at that position and sort of giving the reins to one player that we know can play on that that spot would be pretty might be valuable might be better off in terms of having players more confident free-flowing we obviously saw guys like Norman Powell really struggle when he didn't have consistent minutes maybe Malachi Flynn would fall on that boat maybe Matt Thomas so I I think that we would be fine giving up those other players would it hurt to see yes but I don't know. I think I think you just got to do if you're Masai. And reports are saying the Raptors are pushing for this deal, so we'll we'll see what happens there. I guess before we send it off, we got to see if this deal is actually realistic because the Toronto Raptors are competing with other teams. And we look at the Boston Celtics deal. I think it would. It, they've said it revolves around Jalen Brown. I think Marcus Smart would also have to be in a deal like that because you're not just giving up Jalen Brown for James Harden. And while as we mentioned in the previous video, Reddit fans, people that only watch the Raptors Celtic series, and that's their only impression of Siakam, they all think, oh, you know, Siakam is trash. He just the spin moves, all that sort of stuff. He could, he got clamped by Marcus Smart. I think those people will say that's a better deal than what the Raptors can offer. But all the sort of analysts, people that watch the Raptors, everyone in our comment section kind of realize. I'm sure actual GMs know this too. Siakam is a more established shown more than Jalen Brown in this league has a more well-rounded skill set I think has higher potential than that guy so I think the Raptors outbid the Boston Celtics and another thing about that too is the Celtics are notorious for having a lot of assets and just not wanting to trade them so the only real trade they've done is the Kyrie Irving trade and after that sort of was a complete mess I could see Danny Ainge being even more hesitant to do something like that so I think we'll outmatch the Celtics the one offer I'm a bit scared of because I think the the Heat have been seemingly out of the conversation, and I don't think they really have much to begin with. Tyler Hero is not at the level of a Brown, Siakam, Simmons, any of these guys, so we'll write them off. The Sixers for Simmons, 
that's uh I don't think Daryl Morey's tweeted that he doesn't think Simmons is in the deal, but reports there's conflicting reports there. I haven't heard much about the Sixers the past few days, so I'm just going to write them off too. The deal that would really, I think, compete with the Toronto Raptors is the Denver Nuggets. And Jamal Murray's a guy that really hasn't been consistent in the regular season for his teams for a lot of years, but in that playoffs, in the bubble, he was an absolute monster, putting up 50-point games, leading his team to the Western Conference Finals. You can make an argument he was the best player on that Denver Nuggets team, even though Jokic is the guy that's more consistent, well-rounded and stuff, but Jamal Murray was an absolute bucket. He was clutch and all those sorts of things, so if they add Jamal Murray to a potential James Harden trade, and then on top of that, adding the unpredictability of a Michael Porter Jr. who might have that star potential or might be injured for the next six seasons. I think you're getting two players that could potentially change your franchise for Houston there. And I think that's something that they have to look at. I did see a couple of reports surrounding that deal. Some people were saying it was Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray. A couple of others are saying that MPJ would not be in that deal. It would be a bowl bowl instead of MPJ. So we're not really sure what the Nuggets are offering. I think the Houston Rockets would accept that over something the Raptors could offer if they were offering MPJ and Jamal Murray and some picks or something. But it's uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an exciting couple days. Who knows, after just recording this video for the past 15 minutes, a trade could have happened. Something could have went through. So we'll we'll see what occurs it's uh, it's sort of a whirlwind in terms of reports and all that sort of stuff happening. So let us know what you guys think. Would you like to see the Toronto Raptors trade for James Harden? It's a deal that was sort of low on at first. And the more I think about it, the more I see it, the more sort of enthralled I come with it. And I'll be fine if the Toronto Raptors don't do it. And I don't want us to give up assets. We also re-signed OG Ananobi today too. And that video is going to come out in the next couple days. We'll see what happens there. But if the Toronto Raptors don't have to give up, obviously, a Fred OG on top of Pascal, I don't think they're going to be traded in, or Kyle Lowry, because La I just don't want the Raptors to trade Lowry. I think you do it. I think it's a move that raises your ceiling, and that's what you want if you're going to compete for a championship, but I think the Raptors will be fine if they don't. It would suck if the Celtics did it, because I think that could make them really nasty, but I don't know. Let us know what you guys think. I'd love, love to hear your opinions down below. Uh, you guys are the best to make this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all the cool stuff. Check out the RaptorsDigest.ca, and... Yeah, I hope this, this first video podcast went well. Let us know what you guys think. Yeah, I'm signing off. Usually throw it to Riker here, but you guys are the best. Cheers.